You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. With your hosts, Sean Lamont, Steve Knox, Elijah Arnold, Jordan Watson, and Stephen Lamont. Wait a second. How many fucking hosts are on this fucking podcast? Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans as fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, episode 194, let's go around the clock. Elijah Arnold, Jordan Watson, Steve Knox, the whole crew. What up, fellas? It's time to get back in the JPP grind. A couple weeks of football talk, and then we have absolutely nothing to talk about for like seven weeks, so it should be fantastic. But it would be a very important show tonight. We are going to list the top five players at one of the most important positions in football. Not going to give it away just yet. You're going to have to stick around. But first, um, let's start it off in Elijah's neck of the woods. Football players playing golf. Yeah, I'm talking about the match. Brady and Rogers versus Josh Allen and Kermit the Frog. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Patrick Mahomes. Jordan, how'd you feel about this? Uh, it was interesting as it was. I mean, it's just kind of publicity but also yeah it's a lot of uh you know guys that are getting paid millions of dollars to also get paid millions of dollars to do something and also something i wanted to uh touch upon that was because these are amateur golfers even though they consider professionals uh josh josh allen hit somebody uh on the fairway (laughs) Right off the tee. And uh, so, yeah, the guy looked up and got hit. And this guy was totally playing it up. So he got hit. You hear the sound bite. And the first thing he says is, I got hit. Oh, my God. I got hit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's just all you hear. <laughs> so then, they, so then they like, the guy turns the camera towards him. And then he, the guy, like, instantly goes into a fetal position. And the first thing he says is, oh, shit, necklace necklace as he's holding his neck and then he's like oh oh it no, neck neck and then i mean the guy was definitely playing it up but he got a side football out of it from josh allen it just cut to the peter griffin <laughs> <laughs> practically that's what it was yeah i thought it was more exciting the first time when it was like you know a pro golfer and a football player versus a pro golfer and a football player just the four football players was kind of like this is slightly random at least Patrick Mahomes drinks talent juice on the course like I do. Was he right hammered? It was like two holes in, and he's like, I need some swing juice. And he reaches in, course light, bam. <laughs> they can uh, beg for that. Yeah. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers rear ended Josh Allen's cart. <laughs> I did see that clip. Whoops. But the fact that it's, I mean, supposed to be an 18 hole match and it lasted, what, 12 holes? Is that all it went? <laughs> I think the old men just uh, took the young bucks to the woodshed there. And um, yeah, that was a disappointing end of the match because, well, you're hoping it at least gets 16, 17 at the worst. But I don't know. I guess they, well, we f- uh, they get their, their ad revenue and what have you regardless. So Well, we found out that Josh Allen throws up before every game game two out of that during one of the interviews that's kind of weird yeah 
Hey, Elijah. Hi. If you had to create the match, who would you put in it? Uh, okay. Is this from professional football players? Yeah, let's keep it at football. Okay. Uh, keeping it at football, having no idea what NFL players play golf at a high level. Uh, I'm going to put in Andy Reid. Obviously, mm-hmm. I am going to put in uh, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, go on. I am going to put in. There's no real like. I, there's no theme to this. I'm just trying to think of funny names. Romeo Cornell. I'm gonna put in Tyreek like Hill. Uh, like, <laughs> I bet. I bet somebody could hit a drive and he could probably catch it on the run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you then put Belichick and Romeo Cornell versus Andy Reid and another old guy. And the losers leave Pete Carroll football forever. Cornell <laughs> um, just retired, so <laughs> yeah, good. You only coached for fifty years, a lazy bum. We finally got him. Um, I would put in Mike Vrabel's mustache only. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Elijah Arnold, always a cute one. Elijah, uh, Danny Woodhead, is uh, he actually competed for the PGA. I saw he did. Uh, try to qualify for the United States Open, and he oh, was that's what it was unsuccessful. Yeah, Dude, shout out to know? Caleb Manuel from Topsom, Maine, who qualified for the U.S. Open this year. Nice. It's also a 57 year old dude from uh, just outside of Brookline that qualified. You guys know Chris Hogan played lacrosse. Yeah, I awesome. heard about it pretty much every primetime game the Patriots ever played. I just learned that. I also just learned Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. <laughs> ah, the old Ryan. NFL rhetoricals. Getting a little bit serious now, I wanted to bring up the uh, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles statement he made uh, calling on lawmakers to take a stand on gun violence, calling on lawmakers to ban assault weapons with high capacity magazines. He released this really what I thought was emotional and wonderful statement. I'm glad that somebody in a place of power is actually using that platform. Uh, the Eagles are going well beyond a statement, though. They're wearing practice jerseys with orange numbers. Uh, for those who don't know, orange has been adopted as the symbol of you know awareness for gun violence. So the Eagles are wearing those jerseys, and they're actually raffling them off with all the proceeds going to organizations that help people who are affected by gun violence. You probably all know Philadelphia has a very high gun violence rate, so it's something that affects that city a lot. just thought it was awesome that not only the owner, but the coaches, the players are taking it upon themselves to bring this topic up at the beginning of their press conference you know before they're even questioned they're like hey i want to say something and i just i think it's really cool that these guys are going above and beyond and not you know waiting to be asked a question on how they feel about it or they're taking it upon themselves to try to change things so i thought that was pretty cool yeah and I, what i liked about it too is that there's a time and place for everything and it's they had the right time and place to do it where you know uh <clears throat> steve kerr for the Warriors after losing a game to the Mavs was like, oh yeah, no, we're not going to talk about how we just lost the game. We're going to talk about gun violence, time and place, like pick another time to talk about it. Not want a press conference of after you just lost, talk about your loss. So I thought it was, I thought it was good how the Eagles handled it. Well, hey, we dipped our toes in the sand a little bit. We tiptoed around the tulips. It's time to get to the segment everybody's been waiting for. It's the top five players at the most important position in the NFL, as rated by our own Jordan Watson. Let's get to the top five long snappers. Let's go. All right. So welcome to Jordan's penthouse corner of long snappers. Snappers, this is where we pick the top five long snappers for the season. I uh, might have to work on the name of uh, this segment. Um, so 
Number five, we're going to go right at. I already forgot the pronunciation of his last name. The pronunciation. <laughs> Probably should have practiced the original word first. Also, how to enunciate <laughs> that word. <laughs> so we're already starting this off pretty good. All right. Cal- no, we're not. Adidamus Adidamus. Adidamus. All right. So we thought that Kenny Pickett was... <laughs> Was the only stud coming out of pit? No, we were wrong. This guy is the stud at combine. He ran a 4940, 18 reps at 225 pounds. And they also said during practice would purposely in the rain and windy weather would snap. I mean, this guy's a stud. I mean, you really can't compare it to him. Uh, he wasn't <laughs> drafted, but picked by the AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals. So that's a number five. Number four, Tyler Ott, seven-year vet for the Seattle Seahawks. While everyone picks a high 40s number, not this OG, he went with number 69. All right. His special teams coach is the legend who shit on a football field, uh, Larry Izzo. At, <laughs> how long number- did you work on this? How long did you, how, how long did you work on this script for? <laughs> you made more effort on this than you've made in six months. <laughs> you've made more effort on this than I have made in two and a half years. <laughs> It took me 10 minutes. All right. All right. So number three, we're going to go with Cameron Cheeseman. Best name in the NFL. Number two, Joe Cardona drafted by the Patriots. That's right. Drafted as a fifth round pick. Badass that when it was in the Navy, eight year vet logged one tackle last year at number one. This is where the excitement happens. Six one, three twenty four pounds. Long snapper for the Atlanta Falcons. Ten year vet in the NFL out of Auburn led the long snappers with six tackles. That's right, six tackles. That was more than Brian Brian Erlacher and Ray Lewis combined last year. So, yeah, there's your long snappers. Steve literally left. <laughs> he listened to that, and he left. That was the best segment this podcast has ever had. I had to let my dog in. Uh, the only thing better than that... Um, <laughs> it was Mr. Chris saying he'd jump into a pool of spaghetti. <laughs> good times, good times. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jordan. That was No, oh, thank you. That was that was something I always wanted to do. We'll have to give us Bucket another list. top five of a something very soon. Top five jocks worn by football players. You'll have to go with the Schultz. The Schultz, man. It just gets right up there under the ball bag, held you nice and tight. I like the bike myself, but to each his own. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about some retirements in the NFL because there was a metric shit ton. But first, we're going to talk about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA and NHL playoffs, as well as Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Going to talk about some retirements that have happened this offseason. I have a big wiener. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a metric shit ton. And let's just go position by position. Starting with the quarterbacks, there's been two big ones. That's Ben Roethlisberger. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick. The running backs, Jay Ajayi officially retires. Frank Gore retires after a 70-year career. And Bilal Powell finally hold, uh, hangs him up. I think that was more injury-related. Then we hit the offensive line where eight offensive linemen retired this year. Some of them kind of a surprise. Uh, some of them we saw coming, like Brian Brooks of the Eagles. He retired. Alex Mack, the center. Andrew Whitworth wins his Super Bowl, rides off into the sunset. Cameron Clark, Brandon Linder, Ty Sambrillo, Andre, oh, Alejandro Villanueva, and one I thought was a real big surprise was Ali Marpet for the Bucks, which who retired to uh, pursue studies in mental health. So that's kind of cool that he wants to help people. Uh, wide receivers, Chris Hogan retired again. Maybe he's going to play lacrosse. I heard he does that. Isn't that where he was last year? <laughs> yeah, he unretired to play for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, tight end Lee Smith. And that rounds out the offense. On the defense, five defensive linemen uh, step into it. Jack Crawford, Cameron Malvo, and Robert Windsor. Linebackers Jack Chichi, Kylie Gitz, B.J. Goodson, Whitney Merciless. The last two are more of the notable names. I've never heard of Kylie Gitz, as any of you. Gitz out of here. Yeah. Safeties. Anthony Levine, Malcolm Jenkins, Eric Weddle, Ricardo Allen. The last three are pretty big ones. And then right up Jordan's center console. Long snapper Andrew East has retired, and I just would like to give Jordan a moment to eulogize his career. All right, so I want everybody to bow their heads. Uh, minute of moment of silence for Andrew East, long snapper, great career. Uh, we're going to miss him. All right, punter. <laughs> Sam Cook. <laughs> long ass time punter of the Baltimore Ravens. Hanging him up. And that's how I beat Shaq. But that quite a, I don't remember. Maybe we just don't, you know, always write them down and look at it in volume. But it seems like an awful lot of retirements this year. Yeah, I think it kind of goes by the wayside sometimes. Um, it did seem like there were a lot of, like, post-June 1st retirements this year. I don't know if that has something to do with, like, how guys at our work you know, put in their thousand hours and then retire so they can get their vacation time next year. Well, I think uh, a post June 1st retirement gives their team cap relief because that allows them to spread out any future bonuses they were owed or a guaranteed money, like on dummy years or whatever. It gives them the ability to spread it out over multiple years. That would make sense. But, uh, yeah, good I mean, luck there's a... in your future careers. Sounds like uh, of all of those, Fitzpatrick is going to Amazon to be a football broadcaster. You get that Brady money? <laughs> oh, speaking of ridiculous amounts of money, and I'm sorry to go off topic here, but let's go back to golf for a minute. With all these golfers leaving the PGA Tour for Live or LIV, whatever it's called, I heard today that this corporation offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars to play in like 18 tournaments or so eight tournaments 
one billion dollars to play golf eight times that's the rumor i heard um, it was like a nine figure number i it, if, if they were willing to pay phil mickelson 200 million then i would say it was probably north of that <laughs> i would if i had to guess i'd say it was probably 500 million but i i, I don't actually know that a billion is a little out of control even for saudi arabian oil money which is what is funding uh that's why gas prices are so high <laughs> uh, among many other things uh, about the president. uh yeah man jesus christ all right let's get into the meat and potatoes mash them cook them boil them put them in a stew go ahead elijah i know you got it <laughs> i i've never even seen that movie what you've never seen son-in-law okay um i like lord of the rings all right welcome to the lord of the rings podcast hosted by elijah i'm your host elijah's inner thinking no one no one can handle that no one (laughs) that that would get this podcast canceled so fast all right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast then. We have not been able to get together and talk since the schedule released like six years ago. Uh, it feels like. So tonight what we wanted to do is we're just going to go through. We're not going to go through wins and losses and do all that nonsense just yet. What we're going to do is we're going to pick the our three favorite games that we're looking forward to for our team. And then we're going to share three games that our teams are not playing in that you know must see games for us let's kick it off with our own teams and how about you jordan you want to go first what's your first game sure uh first game is week one for the patriots uh at miami dolphins this one's gonna be an interesting one because we're actually gonna find out one who's calling the place which rumor has it matt patricia is gonna be calling the place um and we're going to see if it's going to be a crapshoot or, you know, one of Belichick's, you know, crazy genius decisions. Um, I'm not totally against it, but I'm not totally for it at the same time because, you know, Belichick has made crazy stuff like this before and it made it work like having a center scout quarterbacks and then that center actually decided that he like really liked Tom Brady over all the other quarterbacks. So sometimes it works out or sometimes he has his son, Steve Belichick, licking his chops on the sideline calling plays. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of like the, it's, you're going to get either or, but it's going to be an interesting game one. And also you're going to see Miami, how well they're going to be this year uh, to, it can actually reach some of the targets. So yeah, that's what I guess my week one at Miami dolphins. You know, so we're going to answer a lot of questions. Elijah Arnold, fellow Patriot aficionado. Yeah, that's me. We all know how well I know everything. Uh, for the first one, I'm going to take uh, the Patriots against the Bills, the final week of the season. That's my number one because it probably won't matter. But if it does matter, that would be good. Incredibly sticky on top of them. Uh, number one game to look forward to week 12. The late game. Thanksgiving Day. As the Minnesota Vikings host the New England Patriots. Oh, 
Let's go. I'm going to be so death match. fat. Elijah <laughs> <laughs> will be sleeping before that game starts. I will definitely be taking a nap beforehand. I know. His head is always right on my right thigh. It's weird. That's because I get tired. All right. First game for me. It's going to be, and this is not the, I'm going to go least exciting to most exciting. I don't know if you're doing that, but that's the way I'm going to do it. So week six at home, Sunday night football versus the Dallas Cowboys. It's so nice to be able to play the teams in your division before you know week 13 for a change instead of playing your last like eight games, six of the last eight against your division rivals. So it'll be an early season test in the division to see, you know, are their Eagles really ready to compete? with Dallas for the top of the division. So looking forward to that in prime time. Jay Watt, Jay Watt, Jay Watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so second game <clears throat> I got is week four at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is going to be a battle of the long snappers. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, now, first, first actual tough matchup for the Patriots. Um, even though they play Baltimore week three, I see this game as a more challenging game at Green Bay. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's really going to test see where the Patriots are at, if they're even a playoff contender or if they are just, you know, looking to looking on to next year, as Bill Belichick would say. So, yeah, week four at Green Bay Packers. That's like a cakewalk game. You don't even have to play with Play there when it's cold. Yeah, we'll take it. Unlike the Steelers, uh, who don't have to leave the friggin' Eastern Time Zone the whole season. It's okay. They don't. The Vikings don't play west of Minnesota. So, my second pick for the most interesting game is um, the Ravens game because it's a week before Jordan's important game, and I like that. It's a tough stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Now, my next game is week two. And why is it week two? Well, that's the only other primetime game the Vikings play all season. And it's in Philadelphia against the Eagles. So both of mine were both because they're primetime games and I'll actually be guaranteed an opportunity to watch them. And uh, it's an added bonus that it's against the teams that are also represented on this podcast. We'll have to watch it together. The last time we did, it turned out very well for me, and they haven't beat them <laughs> <Yes>. since. <laughs> All right. My we uh, second game, week 10, at home, at the link. It's Monday Night Football, the return of Carson Wentz. You have never heard a place boo as loud as you will that night. <laughs> it's going to be obnoxiously loud. Be like Santa Claus is in town all over again. Still like Carson Wentz. He does have like insane maturity issues, which I thought he would get over in Indianapolis, but he didn't. Now let's see what he's got in Washington. Because I mean, you don't have to do much to look decent in Washington because you'll be the turd that floats to the top. So yeah, I can't wait to see that game and I hope they win 38-7. Philadelphia. It's a good chance. It's a very good chance. Where it's like fifty to nothing at half, and they call it. Either that, or uh, 
Washington from their uh, investigation will find something out of the Eagles that uh, will like, you know, cause half their team suspension. Right. They'll release it like 10 minutes before game time. It'll be this big gas mask type thing. All right, Jordan. Number three. All right, number three. So the unlucky week of week 13 is the first matchup Patriots will face against their arch rival, division rival, Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, So this is, if the Patriots are in playoff contention, this game could have some big implications, especially uh, being a divisional matchup. Uh, so, you know, this could be a determination if the Patriots or the Buffalo Bills get first place. I highly doubt that. But for the Patriots anyways, you know, uh, it's, once again, this could be a turning of the, the guard here. And this is now the Buffalo Bills division for the next, we'll say, five years as long as Josh Allen is quarterback. While I've never heard the phrase turning of the guard. <laughs> The new That's one. okay. Yeah. Uh, changing uh, of the guards. Yeah. I'm sure they turn while they're changing. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shimmy quarter turn. <laughs> I'm going to take the Dolphins game January 1st, 2023. Uh, first off, I'm not sure 2023 is a real year. Secondly, <laughs> uh, the Patriots always lose their late season game against the Dolphins. And fourthly, I'll be super hungover because it's at 1 p.m. on New Year's Day. Oh, New Year's Day is on a Sunday this year. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be a great day one. at work. Boy, oh, boy. I won't be there. All right. My last game is uh, also week 10 and also against the Buffalo Bills. And it's in Buffalo. Um, by my estimation, it's going to be the best team that they play all year. So it'll be a good measuring stick for. I mean, smack dab in the middle of the season, basically. Uh, see where this team really stands. So, I mean, Sean mentioned earlier, it's nice to play your division rivals, you know, before week 13. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings play all their home games in the division in the first five weeks of the season and all their away games in the last five weeks. So dumb. Uh, the last time that happened, 2006, Indianapolis Colts. Anybody remember what happened with the Colts in 2006? Mayton Panning won a booper soul. Yeah, that's right. Super Bowl champs. So you heard it here first. Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl champs. We'll see you then. Or we'll see you at another time. My most excitable game. The game I'm looking forward to the most. Steve already said it. Week two, baby. Bring the Vikings into the link. We have to beat this team eventually, right? <laughs> like, we haven't beat them since the NFC Championship game in which we won the Super Bowl in their home stadium after defeating them at home. Come on, baby. Just give me a W. Hopefully, Jalen Rager won't be on the Eagles so we don't have to hear the Rager versus Jefferson comp like 97 more times. <laughs> we get it. But I'm excited for that game because JPP deathmatch, always fun. All right, now we're going to flip the script, and we're going to do three games that uh, we're most interested in that aren't our team. So let's go reverse. I'll go first. And my number one is the season opener, Thursday Night Football, Bills at Rams. Let's fucking go. 
points on points on points on points. I want to see a shootout. Mine's also week one, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz. Let's that go. is, yeah. Um, I think week two, Chargers and Chiefs. I think that's going to be uh, a good way to open up uh, the AFC West. Just absolute massacre between those four teams this year. Um, anytime I'm going to have the opportunity to watch an AFC West game this year, uh, I'm going to be real, real excited. Uh, I will take week one Chiefs Cardinals. Mm. Mm, that's Hollywood Brown sauce. catching bombs. I will go with week one as well. Started out. Uh, my original pick was the kickoff game too, but I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. And the excitement out of that is just seeing the Cowboys fail so hard their first game because they lost everything pretty much. So that'll be my first week one enjoyment like game. like that one a lot. I would love for the Cowboys to come into the link week six at like one and five. Well, that'd be beautiful. Anyways, further news in the mashed potato land. My second pick is going to be week 13, the Broncos at the Ravens. Mr. Unlimited versus Lamar Jackson. Playoff implications possibly on the line at this point. I think that's going to be one of those games that I should have checked where it is in the lineup. But if it's not a primetime game, it definitely has flexibility there. Also, I don't think we've talked about this because we haven't had a podcast, so I'll interrupt real quick. Did any of you hear that the NFL has changed their broadcasting procedure? The conferences are no longer brand-specific. So the NFC is no longer just Fox, AFC no longer CBS. The networks can pick the games they want now. Yeah, the Vikings have like three games in the last six weeks that are to be determined. CBS's coverage is so awful. Oh, if it's not Romo and Nance, I can't stand it. I hate watching NFC True. games on CBS. True. Well, anyways, yeah. For everybody that was hoping not to get uh, Aikman and uh, Buck out of the NFC, well, guess what? You probably got him again. So that's how the cookie fumbles. Yeah, you get him on Monday Night Football. So the guard turns. Yeah, how <laughs> the guard turns. Soup, you're up number two. Uh, week 17. Um, it is the Bills and the Bengals gonna have big time uh playoff implications there. So, mm. and this was my hell, it could be a matchup, you know, the, the next following week, a couple weeks from then in the playoffs. We'll see, but I think it's gonna be a very big game. I do think the NFL should step in for this game and be like, okay. We've talked to the Players Association, and we've determined new rules for this game. We are not going to play four quarters. We're going to play first one to 50 points wins. Let's go. It's like the uh, NBA All-Star game. <laughs> they just pick a score and play to it. Yep. That me? Yep. yep. Here comes some spray. Um, Patriots, Bengals, Christmas Eve of uh, this year. I understood to pick the assignment. <laughs> Let's pick a non-Patriots game. Yeah. Uh, 
Pass. I'll <laughs> tell you. Chiefs, December 4th, 2022. That's my pick. I understood the assignment. <laughs> Jordan, why don't you show it right. how it's done? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Christmas Eve, the Patriots versus the Bengals. It's <laughs> a pretty good pick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, week one, Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson versus his old team. We'll have the chompy, chompy, chomp, chomp going at it with his bubble gum. And it's Russell Wilson just tall enough to ride the ride. It'll show uh, the bad decision of uh, the, you know, gold Seahawks letting go Russ and how stupid it was. And we'll see. You know, Locke just absolutely, you know, have or the Gino most Smith or Geno Smith. But they're I heard that they're really riding on the Luxter. Uh, even Geno Smith. I don't know. It'll be the most completions Luck has ever thrown to the Denver Broncos. I will guarantee that. Or Luck. Luck. I'm see. I'm all confused. Are you doing I'm this flustered. on purpose tonight? <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm trying to make turn. sure you pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Elijah. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, my third one was the Bills at Bengals week 17. And I wrote another one down in case someone picked it. And it was week one, Monday Night Football. Russ's return to Seattle. So, yeah, uh, I just Dallas at Green Bay. Sure. Did, uh, did either of the Patriots fans pick week 15? I don't think so. I'm excited to see the New England Patriots go out to Las Vegas and see Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels. I'm surprised Here yeah. we didn't go. try to draft Tebow again. Yeah, his draft was a little bit better than last time. Yeah, it's because he wasn't in charge of it. <laughs> All right. Do either one of the Patriots fans have a third non-Patriots game? Uh, I'll take Ravens Bengals January 8th, week 17, week 18. Like we're very excited about the Bengals and the Bills. <laughs> Yep. AFC Championship. Why do we say championship when it's championship? Because we're from America and we don't talk good. <laughs> also, Lays are pretty good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why say more word when few word do trick? All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 194 of the Joint Practices Podcast. Please come join us for an episode of Seven on Sevens, as I did. And we will give you your very own episode. Send us a tweet <laughs> at Joint Practices or send us an email at jointpracticespod at gmail.com. And we will schedule you on. Wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Android platforms, please give us a rating, review, help us grow the podcast. With that being said, fly goes fly. Skull Vikings. Turn the guards. Go Pats. That's that first stop. I'll let you say that guy's name because you like to say Kamuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuuu
So outro is the name of the segment and not a guy. (laughs) Oh, oh, the final send off. Okay, outro. I get it. (laughs) 